Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, need a new ride? Head to Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors. Across the mid-state, they are at calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, uh, Luke, you watched Peyton Manning's speech last night. You just mentioned that you were very – uh, uh, very passionate about the Hall of Fame discussion as a whole. Yeah. So, so uh, as Nate comes in, say Peyton Manning, I hate the Colts. Well, and that's the interesting thing. And and I think Buck did his show last night about this. The state of Tennessee is split on how they feel about Peyton Manning because you have the Tennessee <laughs> Vols fan base that is by numbers the largest fan base in the entire state of Tennessee, who love and adore everything about Peyton Manning. Then you have the Titans fans who hate everything about Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning beat their team as a part of the Colts for the better part of 15-plus years. And then you have the people who are Tennessee Vol fans and Titans fans uh, who have no idea what to do. You have me, who's a national native. I cover the Titans. I went to University of Tennessee. I, I, do I, I grew up loving Peyton Manning. I, right now, honestly, have Peyton Manning fatigue, which is weird to say as he went to the Hall of Fame yesterday. But, Luke, how do you feel about Peyton Manning as a whole? Oh, I love Peyton Manning. I, I don't think there's any reason not to. Even if you're a big Titans fan and you're, like, upset that he destroyed your team two times a year for however long that was, you have to appreciate the greatness. And, like, I look at the sport of the NFL as a whole almost like it, it's theater in a way. Like, you know, you watch the game in the same way that you watch a movie or a play or whatever – and you, you tend to like and appreciate the more exciting characters and performers and, and whatever. And Peyton Manning is like, you know, the, the main character in this movie of the NFL. And I don't know how you could not like him, especially for what he means to the game as a whole and, and what he's done and what he continues to do to keep the NFL in, in sort of a spotlight and to continue to press the game forward and promote the cause of the game. I don't know how anyone could not like Peyton Manning. I'm with you, Orlando. People hate Peyton Manning. Like, I, I just don't get that. I don't understand how you can at the same time love the NFL and love football, but not like Peyton Manning. No, I think it's good that people don't like Peyton Manning. I think it's good that people hate Peyton Manning because that means that NFL rivalries are real. And that's what the NFL – the NFL needs more hatred between players. Like right now, in this day and age, everybody's friends with each other. Uh, you know, you don't have it like they did in the late 90s and early 2000s where the Titans players hated the Steelers players. Like Ray Lewis and Eddie George are good friends now. That doesn't make sense to people who grew up watching the Titans versus the Ravens 18 years ago playing the playoffs in, at uh, Delphia Coliseum. Ed says he hates Peyton Manning. Like, it's good that you can have a hatred towards a player. Now, you can still appreciate 
and respect what that player has meant for the sport overall. There's a difference between jersey swap culture and liking Peyton Manning, right? What I don't understand is you get thumped 52 to 6, and then we got to go take a selfie with my buddy from the other team, and we got to swap jerseys and, and write a little love note to each other on it with the Sharpie, right? That That's what I don't get, and that's what you're getting at, Austin. That's not the same conversation as disliking Peyton Manning. Sure, maybe in the moment – Right over the course of the time that he spent with the Colts, you're, you're mad at him. But, like, now, the last time that Peyton Manning played against the Titans was 2010. We're talking 11 years ago. And if wow. 11 years later you are still mad at Peyton Manning for, I guess, taking opportunities away from the Titans, then you just need to take a big, deep breath and get over it. So I want to read a comment here because it's going to take me into my overall take on this. Uh, James says Peyton Manning is Robin. He's not Batman, which I find is a very interesting uh, comment from James because I guess James, James is looking never... at, at probably Tom Brady being Robin, but Peyton Manning is Batman. So if that's what James is saying, then I can understand where he's coming from. But Peyton Manning is absolutely Batman because Peyton Manning came first and Peyton Manning is the most important football player who has played or touched the game in the last 20 years. Peyton Manning came into the NFL in, the, in 1998. And in the 2000s, he transformed the NFL as we know it is today. Peyton Manning is the reason why the NFL looks the way that it looks. He's the reason why quarterbacks approach the game the way they do now. He's the reason, like, people don't recognize how influential Peyton Manning was when it comes to how the game is played from a strategy, from a player on the field, a quarterback on the field, working like a coach, working his teammates around, going and, and changing plays in the line of scrimmage. And think about this, Luke, like, D1, like we Nashvillians know what D1 training means. D1s are all across the country. Do you know who was an influential part of starting D1? It's Peyton yeah. Manning yeah. because his buddy, uh, Ben Bartholomew, I guess it was Wes Bartholomew, uh, back in the day was his fullback at Tennessee and they are business partners on D1. All the ways that you train and you think mentally about the game of football happened and transformed with Peyton Manning. Without Peyton Manning, Tom Brady doesn't work as hard as he's worked, and he doesn't think the way that he thinks because Peyton Manning opened the doors for the intellectual part of football to really flourish because he looks like an octopus falling out of a tree when he runs. Peyton Manning does. like He just is awkward. He's not athletic. He's goofy as it all, as all get out but he understands the game more than everybody else around him. And that made him a hall of fame player. So I, I truly feel like Peyton Manning is the most important, most influential football player over the last 20 years or so of his era. Yeah. I, I'm with you on all of that. Now I will say I've never seen Batman before. So that whole part went straight over my head, but you know, Peyton Manning, like you said, it's more than just what he did you know, between the numbers and, and on the line of scrimmage. It's about the impact that he's had on the game overall. And I think that's what a lot of people took away from his Hall of Fame speech. You know, you mentioned the Schefter comment about he's 
sounded presidential, he could be the commissioner. And that's because he, he spent time in his Hall of Fame speech talking about, uh, you know, promoting the game and, and keeping the game of football alive. You know, it, it's been a tough year, tough, you know, really four or five years for the game of football. He mentioned, uh, you know, the, the social justice stuff that that has played a lot into this. He talked about coronavirus and, and how fans weren't able to be at games last year. He talked about health issues, right? Concussions are on everybody's mind. I can't tell you how many, you know, moms I talk to or, or you know, situations like that would come up and I hear, well, you know, I'm never letting my kid play football. You know, football has been under a lot of fire lately, but the game of football matters for developing relationships and developing character and just entertainment and enjoying each other's company. And so that's what I think Peyton Manning's impact is beyond just he was the guy who knew what your defense was doing before you did. Yeah. He's the guy who is an advocate for the sport of football and more specifically for the sport of professional football. And that is why Peyton Manning still matters five years after he retired. All right, so we'll play you a clip from the Peyton Manning speech where we ask you guys this question. Uh, is there anyone more influ influential than Peyton Manning to the game of football in the last 20 years? Is there anyone more influential uh, than Peyton Manning to the game of football over the last 20 years or so? Uh, but first, let me tell all of, our, all of you guys about our friends, Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. I had my Mandu workout yesterday. Feeling kind of sore this morning. Uh, Mandu is a is a fitness program that will truly change the way you think about fitness, the way you think about achieving your workout goals. It's full body electronic muscle stimulation. It's a 15 minute workout. You do that 15 minutes, and that simulates five plus hours in the weight room. It's phenomenal. It's every muscle group. It's all over your body, full body, and you're not putting any stress on your joints because you're not lifting weights. You're not putting stress on your shoulder from doing bench press, or you're not putting any pressure on your lower back because of your squatting, you're at, you're getting all of the benefits from those exercises without the negatives with Mandu. And Mandu is for everybody, whether you're young, you're older, you can work out in Mandu through your 90s. They've got clients in their 80s and 90s, and they've got clients in their teens and 20s who are college and pro athletes. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. And I want to tell you about BetMGM because, folks, BetMGM has upped the game. If you sign up today for BetMGM on their app and you use the promo code A to Z Sports, they are going to give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000 risk-free bet for signing up for BetMGM. It's a great way to, with that risk-free bet, get your feet wet if you're new to the sports betting world and you're wanting to try that out. Uh, or if you're a veteran in the sports betting world but you've never used BetMGM before, there's never been a better time to switch over and see why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Promo code A to Z Sports, risk-free bet, $1,000. All right, guys, and we want to uh, we want to ask you guys this question. Uh, is there anyone more influential than Peyton Manning to the game of football in the last 20 years? Uh, but we will go ahead and play you a clip while you guys comment of Peyton Manning's speech going into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Now, 
When we leave this stage tonight, it is no longer about us. It is about cultivating the game that has given so much to us. It's about nurturing football to live and thrive another day, another year, decade, and another generation. It's about guaranteeing that kids everywhere can learn, bond, grow, and have fun with every flag pulled, every tackle made, every pass thrown, every run, block, sack, and touchdown scored. The audience here tonight is made up of diehard fans who feel football deep in your bones. Now, we may have ignited the fire, but you, you have fanned the flames. Inevitably, those flames will be whipped by the winds of change, but they don't need to smolder. The future of this game is ours to shape. We just need to take tomorrow on our shoulders as readily as we donned our pads before each game. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football. God bless football, Peyton Manning. Is there anyone more influential to the game of football over the last 20 years than Peyton Manning? Uh, Tied up Ohio says Drew Brees. Uh, you know, Nate says Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is the obvious answer, but look, you just shook your head. Why do you shake your head at the Tom Brady answer? Because I don't think Tom Brady's as influential as Peyton Manning. He's more accomplished, and he, he's yeah. arguably a – a better player because of that. I, I don't think he's the better player. I could see the argument though, but Tom Brady is not more influential than Peyton Manning. We've ha we had the conversation a second ago about the impact that Peyton Manning has had to the game of football as a whole, whether you want to talk about the, the quote unquote cause of football that, that he just addressed in that clip we looked at Austin, you, you talked about the sort of X's and O's influence that he's had with the, the cerebral component to the game and, and the way that he has impacted and, and, and changed that forever. And I don't think Tom Brady has had that same impact because Tom Brady, I, I think Belichick maybe has had that kind of an impact, but I don't think Brady has. And you also have to think about Brady's sort of place in the, in the scope of the NFL over the last 20 years, because ever since Peyton Manning, was in the the stay at Tennessee or, or go to the NFL situation. Peyton Manning has been a celebrity. Oh, he no certainly doubt. is now. But but over the over the last twenty years, Peyton Manning's been a celebrity. Whereas Tom Brady, if you think about it, has really only entered that celebrity status over the last like five or six years. I would because say eight think, to ten years. I would say eight to ten years for Tom Brady because there, like whenever what, the Giselle marriage started. That's when the celebrity yeah. took a different took a different level. Yeah, but but in terms of of the football celebrity, I'm not talking so much about you know Forbes magazine and, and all of that kind of thing. I mean, within the NFL, he is the guy, and Tom Brady has only been that until since he won his fourth and fifth Super Bowls, which has happened within the last eight years or so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so eight years, I think, is around that Tom Brady celebrity next level. Well, you're right. Peyton Manning was on David Letterman uh, as a college athlete uh, from Tennessee, where Tom Brady at Michigan did not even have close uh, to the impact that Peyton was having. And okay, the last name has a lot to do with it. With him, him being Archie's son, and obviously that has a lot to do. So uh, Puka says the Rams flying circus, a la the greatest show on turf, had a greater impact than Peyton Manning. I, I mean – I don't know about that. I mean, Marshall Falk 
people forget was uh, a member of that Colts offense during Peyton's rookie year before he got traded to the Rams. But I, I don't think I don't think the the greatest show on turf was more influential than Peyton Manning as a whole. Maybe like style of play because Marshall Falk was the thousand thousand running back, and and since then we've seen running backs take a more increased role in the passing game. And maybe like in terms of the way an offense is run with the whole Dick Vermeil, Kurt Warner stuff. But beyond that, I don't I don't think there's a whole lot there. Yeah, in terms Ed, of comparing to Peyton Manning. Ed says Bill Belichick. What do you think about the uh, the influence, the impact? Because the title of the show is Peyton Manning's the most important football player uh in the last 20 years. So Bill Belichick is a coach, obviously, but we're asking the question, which is is op- the question opens things up to is there anyone more, anyone more influential than Peyton Manning to the game of football in the last 20 years? And I think Bill Belichick is probably the closest to Peyton Manning when it comes to the overall impact and the growth of the game over the last two decades. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, something that I keep seeing popping up in the comments, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But then it keeps coming up multiple times, and I can't find one to click on right now to bring it up. But the name that keeps getting brought up is Russell Wilson. And the argument that I'm seeing being made in the comments is that Russell Wilson changed how the NFL scouting world looks at the quarterback position because Russell – there we go. Because Russell Wilson was short, number one, and he was a guy who you could run with and who you could sort of you know, bring that read option stuff into. Yeah. And – I mean, honestly, I th- I think in terms of the running quarterback stuff, I think uh, Colin Kaepernick probably had more of an influence and an impact because he was sort of the first guy who w- was running that uh, read well, option zone well, really, read stuff. Well, Michael Vick is the running quarterback that changed yeah, everything. Yeah. But, and so, so I, I, you know, Drell, kudos to you bring it up. What about Russell Wilson? Not the level of Peyton, but definitely got players drafted. Yeah, I mean, he, Kyler, he helped. Kyler Murray arguably is playing baseball right now, if not for Russell well, Wilson. Well, what about – I mean, somebody answered Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees was the beginning of the six-foot or under six-foot quarterback that got an opportunity because Drew Brees was a killer at Purdue, and he fell out yeah. of the first round because he's he might be six-foot with cleats on. And so, you know, he started that. Then he goes to the Saints and puts up gaudy numbers for 15 years after his initial stint with the San Diego Chargers. So I think when you're talking about Russell Wilson, you can't leave out Drew Brees in that conversation. So Drew Brees is a good one. But again, Peyton Manning more influential than Drew Brees. And I think he's more influential than Russell Wilson. But back to the quarterback situation, the running quarterback, Michael Vick was that when he was drafted number one overall out of Virginia Tech. And he really didn't even learn how to read defenses until he got with Andy Reid in Philadelphia after he went to jail for the dog fighting. And so uh, Michael Vick is probably the most influential when it comes to running uh, uh, quarterbacks. Uh, and then Titans for Life is right. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham was an absolute stud throughout the 80s and 90s when it came to a running quarterback. And and Randall Cunningham was a better passer, like accuracy-wise, than Michael Vick. But nobody was as dynamic of a runner as Michael Vick until we get to Lamar Jackson. Well, and Randall Cunningham wasn't running the zone read offense. 
Yeah, it was that's, more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about with the Kaepernick stuff. Yes, it was. It was the. It was the style and the play calling where Vic was running pass plays, but had the freedom to say, "If your first or second read's not there, take off." Where Randall mm-hmm. Cunningham wasn't doing that either. It was more the take off and run around uh, there yeah. too. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ronnie says it wouldn't be a Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, or Lamar Jackson without Vic, man. Uh, no doubt. Probably, yeah. No doubt about that. And, and I think that that wave of Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, you can put RG3 in that conversation. Sure. That generation of quarterbacks sort of started the evolution Cam of the NFL to – to look, yeah, Cam too, to looking more like college football and less like this sort of stiff necked, old timey line up under center and throw your 10 yard out route game. But another thing about Peyton Manning, uh, I don't necessarily see any of these other quarterbacks we've been talking about today Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or Russell Wilson, or anybody have a Manning passing academy that's as prestigious yeah. as what Peyton and Eli and Archie Manning do every summer, yeah. where you're you're legit if you get the invite to go to the Manning Passing Academy, whether you're a college player who's going there as a camp counselor slash coach, or you're a high school player trying to go to that passing academy to learn from everybody, that the Manning Passing Academy, along with everything else Peyton Manning has done, uh, I think really sets him apart because Tom Brady is unique in that Tom Brady, like you don't see or hear about Tom Brady doing things for the younger generations. Yeah, and, and 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 the more we talk about this, we keep finding all these other facets of how Peyton Manning is impacting and influencing people, which just further goes to the point we've been making. This how episode. about NDE? NDE on Periscope says that Russell Wilson was a camper at the Manning Passing Academy, and so like that tells you a lot of things too of uh, of of really um, what the impact that Peyton Manning had on all yeah. these type of quarterbacks that are today. Yeah, exactly. And and if you want to take this as like geometry where, you know, you, you can apply one thing to the other, you know, Russell Wilson impacted by Peyton Manning. Therefore, Russell Wilson's impact should be credited to Peyton Manning, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. And Ed says Tom Brady still has a job. We're not we're not arguing, Ed, that Peyton Manning is a better football player than Tom Brady. We're arguing that Peyton Manning has been more influential to the entire game of football than Tom Brady. That's yeah. the, and I do think Rob is correct. Zach would hate this conversation right now because Zach, <laughs> Zach is a huge Brady guy because he helped win his Bucks a Super Bowl. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I do think I do think he would hate the conversation. But I, I do think Peyton Manning has been the most influential football player over the last 20 years. So Luke, let's get to this question because Adam Schefter brought it up. A lot of people brought it up. The chat has already brought it up today that I saw. What do you want to see Peyton Manning do next? What do you want to see Peyton Manning do next? And we left it open-ended because we want to take it wherever you guys want to take it within reason. But first, let me tell you guys about Calvin and Subtle. CalvinandSubtle.com. If you want to upgrade your home with new hardwood floors, Calvin and Subtle is the place to go. There's their phone number, 615-448-6414. CalvinandSubtle.com is the website. Go check them out. They service the entire Middle Tennessee area. They've got great quality product. They've got fantastic service. And they get in and out of your house with ease and efficiency. So carrying up your flooring to replace it 
is a process. Like you have to go through that. But Calvin and Subtle wants to make sure they don't disrupt your life more than they have to by giving you brand new, great looking hardwood floors. Go to CalvinandSubtle.com. And today, if you sign up for the BetMGM app using the promo code A to Z Sports, they are going to give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's going to be hard to find something like that anywhere else. So make sure you go sign up for BetMGM today. Use that promo code on your screen, A to Z Sports. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and you will find out why when you go try it out. That's right. Don't forget, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, visit Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. And real quick, before we jump into the answer to the question, uh, I did just see some breaking news from Adam Schefter. BetMGM announced today a partnership with the Arizona Cardinals for retail and online sports betting. Hmm. Um, so that's that's a great deal for uh, <laughs> BetMGM immediately responds to Adam Schefter and says, add us next time because Adam Schefter has a problem with adding people who deserve to be added a la A to Z sports. When we break the news about Isaiah Wilson and Rashard Matthews, multiple pieces of broken news from A to Z sports that Adam Schefter did not add. And now he's not adding BetMGM. So we are siding with our friends, our partners, BetMGM with Adam, Adam Schefter, Right there. So, anyway, all right. What do you want to see Peyton Manning do next? What do you want to see Peyton Manning do next? So, uh, let's see. Uh, NDE just starts us off with run for president. And every, a lot of people yeah. were saying he Chris great, said the same thing. Yeah, very presidential. Tied up Ohio said head coach. Uh, Jabu says be the first Hall of Famer to unretire and play in the NFL game. <laughs> Uh, Jeff says, want to see Peyton be the next big 10 commissioner, get Kevin Warren the hell out of here. Uh, Johnny says, I'd like to see him coach college football. Paulie says he would be a great head coach. Brian says he'd become a GM. Marcus says new quarterback coach for the Vols. Yeah. Peyton Manning, hall of fame quarterback owner of like several businesses is going to be a positional coach in college football. James says coach for the Vols. And he's exactly laughing on that. Danny says, take over Romo's job calling games. Uh, more nationwide commercials because the new ones suck. Uh, Lane says, let's see how the Manning cast does for Monday Night Football and then put him in the booth. Uh, Nate says, Peyton can ride off into the sunset and never be heard from again as best case scenario. Rob says, ownership slash GM. Juan says, quarterback coach for the Titans. Uh, Danny says, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, love hearing his voice. Who wouldn't love? hearing his voice and mind during games. Uh, Jeff's has seen him coach his nephew, Arch Manning, in the NFL. Uh, Luke, what do you think? What do you want to see Peyton Manning do next? Selfishly, I want to see him in any position where I get to hear him talk about football in a sort of non-sanitized way. And I think the best way to do that is in a broadcasting booth. Because what I mean by sanitized is when we when you're on one of these pregame shows, you know, like the the CBS kickoff show or the Fox kickoff show or whatever you want to bring up, right. it's sanitized in that they don't really have much time. They're just sort of firing things off and they're and they're making the pick of who's going to win the game and they're talking about you know who's hurt today, who's playing, and fantasy football and all that. And that's not what Peyton Manning is built for. I want Peyton Manning in that. Tony Romo's seat where he's able to, you know, bring up that that yellow 
I guess like you get your finger out and you draw on the little pad yeah, that's the, in the front telestration of you. board or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's what I want Peyton Manning to do because I want to hear him in the middle of a game break down what is happening and, and help me to to better understand what is going on. And I think he'd be really, really good at that. I don't know where he would fit well, because I love Troy Aikman. I love Chris Collinsworth oh. and uh, I, I love Tony Romo. Maybe maybe Mike Tirico needs a partner in the booth, but he's with NBC, and, and that would put Peyton on the, the B crew. I don't well, know Well, and that. here's the thing. Chris Collinsworth, who I have mixed feelings about because I, I get tired of Chris Collinsworth. Here's a guy. I love Chris Collinsworth. But here's a guy in Chris Collinsworth <laughs> whose replacement has already been hired in Drew Brees. So yeah. you, you got to remember Drew Brees has been hired to replace Chris Collinsworth in a couple of years. Chris Collinsworth at some point will retire. Drew Brees will get his feet wet uh, in the studio set up over the next couple of years as he was hired by NBC before last season, I believe. And -hmm. then he'll take over for Collinsworth in the booth. Troy Aikman, I'm I'm irrelevant to Troy Aikman, but he's a cowboy. And so he is on Fox and the Cowboys are always on Fox playing in that three o'clock time slot. So might as well have Troy Aikman call the Cowboys games. With Aikman at this point, I think it's I don't think it's more of, you know, I love it when Troy Aikman is breaking down the game. I think it's like a Sunday afternoon would sound weird without Troy Aikman, just because he's done it for so long and he's become such a, a key voice in yeah, the presentation a, of the NFL. Yeah, he's a staple on Sunday afternoons with Joe Buck. And I think it's yeah. it's Joe Buck and Aikman together that makes mm-hmm. that sounds right. It's definitely, like some summer all in Madden, um, you're way too young for Pat Summerall and John Madden. I, I know who those people are. Yeah, but um, but you don't. Right, but with that, like people think about Pat Summerall and John Madden the way yeah, you think about yeah. Buck and Aikman, and uh, and you know, at some point it all it always has to end. But I, I think those guys are young enough where they don't have to end and retire like the other guys did with Summerall and Madden. Romo, I think, is fantastic. But Peyton Manning was doing this for ESPN. He was doing detail. He was hosting detail yeah, on, yeah. but that's ESPN Plus, where exactly. I'm a subscriber to ESPN. What do you keep yawning for? You, you didn't sleep last night, Luke? What's going on over here? I had to beat the Titans for a COVID test at 6:45. Welcome to the morning grind, Luke. Maybe coffee. You know, yawn during the show. But anyway, so, uh, but uh, again, with Peyton Manning and doing detail on ESPN Plus, like ESPN Plus is for the like P1s are out of the P1s. Like those are your people who are consuming anything football they can get their hands on. And it's not as available to the general public because it's behind a paywall of ESPN plus, And you have to go find it yourself where putting Peyton Manning on a broadcast, broadcasting out there to the general viewing public who just watches football on Sundays. And I think that would be great. But I do think what's next for Peyton Manning is business. I, I truly think he is more likely to jump into the business aspect of football more than he is the broadcasting aspect of football, but broadcasting does help business. And so I, I do think he will be a part of broadcasting in our lives for football uh, for the next several years. Yeah. And, and for anyone who thinks he should be a coach, like I know some people were kind of joking around about quarterback coach at Tennessee, I don't think he'd be a very good coach because I think that his level of intellect is so high. And, and I think Mike Vrabel has this problem too. Smart coach. 
And so he like expects all of his players to have that same level of intelligence. That's one of the reasons the Titans defense was so bad last year. But without getting off on a rabbit hole, I think Peyton Manning would struggle as a coach because his expectation for, you know, uh, what's going on up here would be all the way up here at the top. And most of his players would only be like getting right here. And I think that would be a tough adjustment for him. Yeah. And also, and being a coach takes un like, un like ridiculous hours. Like why? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't doubt that Peyton Manning loves ball. Like Peyton Manning loves football, obviously, but does he want to be a coach where he's grinding film in the NFL or college game for 40 hours a week of film alone? Like oh. just 40 hours a week of film at his age where he's already been doing that. He did that for 17 years in the NFL 18 years in the NFL. He did it for yeah. four years in college. He doesn't want to grind film like that anymore. It's just, it's just, he's too loaded and rich for that. It doesn't make, he's also, there's no point. He's also a husband and a father too. Yeah. Well, so is Mike Vrabel and Mike Vrabel's famous quote. Uh, what was it during the, during the 2019 season or 18 season when things were going bad, when he said something about like, I'm doing this to the detriment of my family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because he got Jared Stillman asked him what he would say to the fans back when they were uh, like two and four to start the 2019 season. And he said, I would say that I'm doing this to the detriment of my family. Yeah. To the detriment of my family. I'm, I'm working my <laughs> ass off to the detriment of my family. With some emphasis that did not go the- over well with fans, by the way. Fans no, it hated didn't. that quote. Yeah, no doubt. A to Z Sports, uh, Bafford says he retired to get away from the football schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think the football schedule is as grinding as, as schedules can get when you're, especially when you're a coach and you're just, just chugging coffee and energy drinks to watch more film. Uh, I don't think that's where Peyton Manning's going to be. Jeff says that's why he should be the new Colts owner. Yeah, but he's just going to buy out his buddy Ursay. And I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, and Titans Life says, plus Peyton outworks everyone. He won't find another quarterback wanting to put in that type of that time, that time period. No doubt. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm no getting doubt. at with, with my yeah. comment. And Marie says, what if Peyton becomes the next commissioner? I, you know, I don't think Peyton Manning would want Peyton Manning has been in his position to be liked and be very likable for the most of his life. And as the commissioner, that is not what happens. <laughs> Part of yeah. your job as the NFL commissioner or the commissioner of anything is to be hated and being able to mm-hmm. take and accept that hate. So I don't know if that's what Peyton Manning would want to do. Uh, but I do think he's got a, he's got any type of role he wants in the front office of a team or the NFL, whatever it may be. All right. A to Z definitely. sports here live. You got something else? No, I just said definitely agree. 100%. Yeah, for sure. So uh, next topic here on our docket, Luke is we've got the, uh, the notable names who could be first ballot hall of hall of famers next year, who of these guys should get in as a first ballot name? So I just posted that in the chat, a list of what is that? Seven players. We got three wide receivers, a kick returner, two DNs and nose tackle Vince Wilford, which of these first ballot players should get into the Hall of Fame next year. So we're talking about who is the most deserving of these seven names to get in first. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to turn to, where to go 
when it comes to your health with the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got everything there, all of the all of the facilities, all of the different equipment to do the testing, the surgery, the rehab, all in one spot. Streamline your process, make it easy on you. Boneandjointtn.org. And I'm going to tell you again about BetMGM because they've got a fantastic for you. If you sign up for the app and use the promo code A to Z Sports, they're going to give you a risk-free bet of up to one thousand dollars you're not going to find a better deal anywhere other than at mgm that's why they are the king of sports books and you will figure that out once you use them all right a to z sports live on this monday luke warsham in for zach which of these first ballot hall of famers should get into the hall of fame next year the, the guys are andre johnson steve smith anquan bolden devin hester vince wilfork uh then you've got the edge rushers um, of of uh, Robert Mathis and Demarcus Ware. So Adam Schefter tweeted this out, I believe it was yesterday, of these guys being first ballot eligible next year. And I put Calvin Johnson and Andre Johnson up there on the board because, in my opinion, Luke, I think those two guys probably have the best shot. Um, and so, you know, what do you think about this overall? So my two would probably be DeMarcus Ware and Andre Johnson because I think with those two players they have the best resume they had the longest period of you know being toward the top of their position and being one of the very best at their position and you know when I initially looked at this list my first thought was that Devin Hester because you know you measure the Hall of Fame oftentimes by were they one of the best at their position for a prolonged period of time and Devin Hester had that. But here's the problem with Devin Hester that my buddy Will Lomas pointed out to me last night. By the time that Cordero Patterson retires, Devin Hester's career kickoff return stats aren't going to look as good as they once did because Cordero Patterson is going to get pretty close. And so with and, Hester... And Cordero Patterson's doing it where the kickoff has been nearly eliminated. Exactly. Yeah, and so Devin Hester, at that point, you would talk about him as a punt returner because I think it's hard for a specialist to make it into the Hall of Fame unless you're the guy. And Devin Hester probably still is the guy, but when you put Patterson into the mix, I think it gets tougher to put him in there. And so so for that reason, I would say Andre Johnson, who had a prolific career with a, a terrible franchise when he was there, uh, that being the Texans, and then, of course, DeMarcus Ware was a legend for the Cowboys and then went off to the Broncos and had a Pro Bowl season with them, I believe, and won the Super Bowl. So I think both of those guys were key figures in the NFL. They passed that best at their position for a prolonged period of time uh, test. And, and also some of these other guys like Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith Sr., I think, are I don't even know that they're really Hall of Famers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Anquan and 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 Isup Steve Smith are Hall of Famers. I love. I loved watching Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith play, but I, I don't think they're Hall of Famers really ever. I don't think Vince Wilfork is a Hall of Famer. He was a really good yeah. player for a for a period of time. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer at all. See, so the Devin Hester conversation is very interesting because I, I think Andre Johnson. Calvin Johnson, DeMarcus Ware, Robert Mathis are probably in of these 
of these seven. Excuse me. Then with Devin Hester, you're trying to think, and I heard Paul Kaharski, who's a Hall of Fame voter, he said this several times talking about the process of Hall, and I'm paraphrasing what he says, but is you have to like imagine the his, the story, the book of the NFL that tells the story of the whole league being written. Can you write that book with with that player left out? And I, I think with, when it comes to Devin Hester, I think you have to include Devin Hester in the story. Devin Hester yeah. was that impactful and, and changed games because of his returnability so much that you have to include him overall in the story of the NFL. Yeah, but I know, don't think he's a first I, ballot. I don't think he's a first ballot guy. He yeah, is definitely going to get in late, maybe get in later on. I obviously have a lot of respect for Paul, and I know that he's a voter. But the problem with that logic is like you can't tell the story of the NFL without Malcolm Butler. You can't tell the story of the NFL without Plaxico Burris. You can't tell the story of the NFL without David Tyree. And those well, are guys those, who are not Hall of Famers. Are, but those are sure those guys are not Hall of Famers. I agree, but um, but I those were moments. Those were like highlights of like a single individual play, like. Devin Hester was was changing the the way things happened. Like he opened the kick the Super Bowl with a kick return for a touchdown. And Devin Hester was that dynamic of a player and did it for such a long period that I think he is a and then the rules changed. I think he's a he's a big part of of that era. So I do think Devin Hester is a part of this. He's yeah. he's more than just those that one snapshot moment. The Malcolm Butler picture I, I can see it now of him jumping in front on the goal line taking you everybody sees the picture of the football on Tyree's helmet and Plasco Burris over the shoulder in the back of the end zone. We all can visualize those images. Devin Hester has a bunch of different of those moments that put together why I think he's deserving of the Hall of Fame at some point. He's not a first ballot guy, but at some point I think you have to put him in there. I think you're probably right that that he's not a first ballot guy, and I think the Patterson thing plays into that. But, you know, you talk about telling the story of the NFL and moving beyond those singular moments. I, I think you're right that it would be difficult to tell the story of the NFL without him. And he did, even if the stats for Cordero Patterson end up coming close, he passes that test of best at his position for a prolonged period of time. And even with Patterson, I mean, if we have the conversation, and if we were to ask the chat here, who would you want returning a kickoff tomorrow? Would you want 25-year-old Cordero Patterson or would you want 25-year-old Devin Hester? It would be 100% of people, unless you're just like a diehard Tennessee fan looking through, you know, your your own like uh, Lenses, uh, yes. bias. Yeah, it's going to be Devin Hester. Yeah, I mean – Cordell Patterson is so much bigger than Devin Hester. Like I don't, I don't like Cordell Patterson is a horse. Like I don't, I don't remember Devin Hester's like height and weight necessarily. He was. Uh, let's see if I can find his height and weight real quick, just to figure what that out what that would be. Uh, Devin Hester's 5'11", 190, right? Just pure yeah. speed. Cordell Patterson's every bit of six two, six three, two twenty, and mm-hmm. so there's a difference there with those type of physicality that they have yeah. Uh, where I, Cordell Patterson's a different beast uh, in his own right. And Nate says, I would take Josh Cribs. I liked it for some reason. 
Josh I mean, Craig rem- to the crib. I mean, was always fun to watch too. I remember watching Tennessee in 2011, and teams would like just kick the ball out of bounds and give it to Tyler Bray and company on the 40. Or I guess it was college to so the 35. 35, just yeah, to avoid having to kick to Patterson. And then they kept kicking to him, and he played that one year in college, and it led him to be a first round draft pick. It was it was yeah. really crazy. But his uh, mental capacity of the wide receiver route tree kept him from doing much as an actual wide receiver. It is esports when it comes. Uh, to Mondays, it's always time for bad sales job. Bad sales job to wrap up this Monday. It is Luke's first chance for bad sales job. This does not count towards Zach and I's record. So the record, <laughs> I believe, is 11. I have 11 wins. Zach has 13, and we have two ties. So this will just be a, a, a you know a two-week stint of Luke getting a shot at bad sales job. But first, before we get to bad sales job, let me tell you about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai with WilsonCountyHyundai.com. If you're looking for a brand new car, check out our folks at Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. Just quick trip, I-40 East, exit 236. No big deal. Great, beautiful drive out there to Lebanon where you see Payne Bone and his crew at Wilson County Hyundai. They'll help you out. Make sure you get into the right vehicle, whether it's the Hyundai Sonata, any of the other sedans, cars, SUVs, all the way up to the three, the third row seating, luxurious Hyundai Palisade. Those things are sweet. I'm starting to see them a lot more across uh, the city of Nashville. And Wilson County Hyundai has the best selection of the Hyundai Palisade in the Middle Tennessee area. So check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And one more time, if you sign up for BetMGM today, they're the king of sports books. You will get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000, but that's only if you use the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports. Go get their app. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and you'll find out why when you start using them. Ad sales job on a Monday. Luke, you said you're prepared. Yes. You said you're prepared. So I guess I will let you start. I will let you give me okay. the bad sales job, and then I'll let uh, you respond after that. Okay. All right, so, so you have to get your you get your phone out, get your thirty, get your stopwatch out, so you can count for thirty okay. seconds. Yeah. All right, Austin. Today you'll be selling to our lovely audience here why I should take over full time for Zach as the host of the morning show, even when he returns from his excursion to Texas. Okay. Clock will start on my my start. <clears throat> I think Luke Warsham should absolutely be the full-time replacement for Zach Bingham on this morning show. For one, selfishly, it will help my mental health so much because Luke and I get along pretty well. I don't have somebody just knifing and digging at every single word uh, that I speak like Zach does, just trying to find a way to make me be wrong or trying to find a way to disagree. So it would make my life that much more pleasant to talk to Luke every day on this show rather than Zach. Time. Oh, Try at 30. I think you set me up to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to, I, you know, I, I don't care so much about the record because I'm, I'm gone in two weeks. I just thought that would be fun to hear. And I think, oh, I, I think, think that people loved it. I think that, yes, uh, for sure. I think people really did enjoy that. All right, Luke. <laughs> so uh, you are going to have to tell me, on why 
it's a great idea for your safety to remove all of your mirrors from your vehicle. It's a great idea for your safety to remove all of your mirrors from your vehicle, your rear view mirror okay. and both side view mirrors, even the mirror in the visor that comes down. So you can check your makeup, and pick your nose, all of your mirrors okay. removed from your vehicle for okay. is, is good for your safety. This, is, this is timely for, for you right now. Yeah, That's why and I came up wife. with it because that's what I was dealing with this morning. <laughs> so I, I will start on your, uh, on your beginning. Okay. All right. Here we go. So there's a pandemic that is raging the driving world right now, and that is people not paying enough attention to what they're doing. And one of the reasons that they're not paying enough attention is they've got all these mirrors everywhere that can do all of the work for them. Well, here's what I propose. I propose that we take the mirrors away and it will force people to pay more attention. You don't have to worry about a blind spot if you don't have a mirror because you're always going to have to check by turning around. You don't have to, to worry about, you know, not thinking so much about who's behind you because you're always going to know because you're always going to be turning around. So Done. get rid of mirrors. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I like the approach. I like the approach of uh, of just saying, yeah, no mirrors. They're a crutch. The mirrors are a crutch to our society. Maybe I, I, I should have gone with what Jeff says there. Drive a Tesla. They have sensors, not mirrors. Well, don't. Teslas have mirrors, right? That's what I would think. <laughs> I've ridden in, I've not driven a Tesla. I've ridden in several Teslas. Uh, I, whenever I ride in a car, I don't notice the mirrors. Uh, so I don't know. Test, they have to have mirrors. Like I know they have sensors. Like most vehicles have sensors. Hyundai Palisades, Hyundai everything. They have yeah. sensors that beep, but they don't have, they have to have mirrors as well. Like I'm pretty sure it is a, I'm pretty sure it is a uh, thing that must be there for it to be street legal to have mirrors. <laughs> I think, uh, Luke, I got to say, you did a great job with your first bad sales job. So I thought that was a difficult one. So look, there's no point in keeping score on this. It's like golfing when you're me. It doesn't matter what your score is as I, long as you have I fun. I think we want to know, though. We okay, know. that's fine. Who won? Who won that bad, bad sales job? Austin or Luke? Austin or Luke? Who won the bad sales job? Uh, Luke nailed this one. Both were great though. I want to know who, who won comment, who won Austin or Luke Bafford says Luke won. Let's see more comments roll in guys who won Austin or Luke. Uh, yeah, uh, no need for a mirror. Um, yeah, Jerome <laughs> says I was set up to win. Let's build Luke's confidence. Luke, let's build his confidence. That's <laughs> fine. All right, so Omar, Luke, Zach says me, Caesar, Luke. Look, I, I think uh, I think Luke is uh, probably close to winning this one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's pretty even, but I will give you the victory, Luke, because you are the guest right. on this show for the next couple <laughs> of, of weeks. Corey says Austin won. Luke was kind of redundant. I, I will say – you did hit Corey, the same English point a couple, or something. You did. You did hit the same point a couple times in your thirty seconds. So I, I think the depth of your argument wasn't as deep <laughs> as what I said. So it's probably fair. But all right, guys, great Monday show. Uh, Luke and I are about to head out to Titans practice this morning. So make sure you're following us all across social media, uh, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. 
Twitter, everything. We are going to have YouTube. We'll have stuff all over our social media uh, with practice today. We'll see you guys later on. Have a good one.